0: I'm Jason Klom, and this is the Comedy on Vinyl podcast. The year is 1986. The album, Comic Relief, 1986. The artist, various, but let's say Billy Crystal, Robin Williams, and Whoopi Goldberg. My guest this week is Minnie Pearl. Thank you for joining us, Jimmy Pardo. I appreciate it. Well, hi! I had, I mean, I had to. Um, Jimmy, thank you for coming back.
1: Uh, thank you for having me back during these, uh, as uh, many an email will tell us, difficult times.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Trying times, et cetera, et cetera. It is, uh,
1: it's it's uh, boring to, uh, not, I mean, the world's not boring. Sure. The uh, but you know what I mean. Like, uh-huh. uh ugh, come on.
0: People are spending all their time making backgrounds like this. Uh,
1: yours looks beautiful. That's well, a beautiful comedy on vinyl background. I'm using a Elliot Hockberg. Created uh, Jimmy's Records and Tapes background. That is, of course, from my web series Jimmy's Records and Tapes, where we talk about records and tapes, not like what you do here. Mm-hmm. But mine, uh, mine tend to be more towards the musical. Mm-hmm. Than the no, comedic. I get
0: it. I get it. You and Tony Thaxon all just stepping on my shit. That's fine. That's okay. Uh, we'll. we'll uh, it's, it's okay. That's all right. I uh,
1: <laughs> I do enjoy both shows. I enjoy yours and Tony <laughs> Thaxon's. They're I enjoy, both. Uh, I
0: love Tony Thaxon's show. It's delightful. I also I like Jimmy's records and tapes. Just
1: fine. And, and I say thank you for that. Uh, I will say that I, I, in fact, I just told Tony I enjoyed his David Lee Roth uh, episode, mm-hmm. uh, the Spanish uh, uh, version of the album. Uh, uh, what, uh, what, Eat 'em and Smile? Said the name of that album? Sure. Um, and uh, I told him that I thought he did a better job explaining the Van Halen breakup than. Uh, 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 Rolling Stone did like that's he did. A, I thought he. Okay. I thought he did a great job. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna have to skip back uh, to that one because I don't care for David Lee Roth. So I guess. <laughs> oh, but it's
1: still a good. It's a good episode. Okay. Uh, I, look, I don't care for Paris Hilton, <laughs> but fair. I still think that Tony does a nice, a nice job. That's true. You know what? That's a good
0: point. I, I don't want to just listen to it anyway. That's enough about Tony Thaxon. If he wants to talk about his show, he can come back on the show. Sure, Agreed. Jimmy Pardo. Why yes. did you pick the 1986 comic relief album, which we're both realizing we both heard and watched slightly different? Or it's there's some stuff on the album that's not in the special, which makes no sense. But
1: yeah, and then I and I didn't really realize that until maybe 10 minutes ago, where <laughs> I did not have enough time to then go uh, and listen to the album and figure out you know what the, what was why was this not on the video that we watched? And right, uh, here's why I picked it because uh, you and I have been going back and forth about me coming back on the show for a while. We initially mm-hmm. at one point we talked about doing some. Uh, Hollywood Squares quips album yes. or something, and then I thought, you know what, I'm at home. I have the opportunity here to uh, do something on my collection. Which I, admittedly, I guess I, I always have that option. But um, sure, I was like, what do I have in my collection? And then I was like, hey you know what, this will be fun to revisit. I remember loving this. Let's revisit this. Mm-hmm. So that's why I thought it'd be fun to revisit. Well, do I fair. still have that opinion? I'm mm. not 100 percent sure I do.
0: <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I thought I remembered what comic relief was until I forgot. Realized I'd forgotten what the 80s were, even though I was alive during it.
1: Um, and, well, you're you're much younger than me, right? Are you? Yes, just massively younger. I'm 39. Not that much so, younger. Now that's 15 years. That's yeah. still uh, a big chunk of because. You know, I remember. Uh, let's see, '86. I'd be, I would have been 20. Hmm. Um. And boy, do, do you have the date when this? Do, do, by chance, do you have the date that this was recorded? I can look it up. I don't. Maybe it's not in front of me, but I can certainly
0: look it up. Uh, well, I remember. It was, this, relief, 1986. Let's see. Did it air on a Saturday? Is this gonna tell me anything? Is Because it, it is the first one over here. Because uh, they were doing it in the UK starting in '85. Oh, 29th of March.
1: March 29th wow uh-huh. why did I th- I thought it was in the summer and is th- does that make that a Saturday sure <laughs> let's say that's what it is let's hey God I want to look I want I- 29th
0: 1986 day of week what is it Saturday March 29th
1: 1986 you win it is a Saturday right mm-hmm. so I I want to say that HBO aired it live uh mm-hmm. the first uh, the first airing of course uh, I could be wrong and maybe the thing we watched was an edited version of it maybe that's the Uh, Oh, that's probably it. We probably saw the DVD version of this and not the... Oh, that's a
0: very good point.
1: ...full thing. All right, that explains that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember uh, having fond memories of this thing because I uh, was, you know, I was still working at a record store in Lincoln Mall in Matteson, Illinois, Mm -hmm. and I was so excited about getting home to watch this live because, you know, I was, as as you were as a kid too, heavily into comedy Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, was already, you know, very much into Dennis Miller and, uh, you know, Paul Reiser and some other folks that, uh, you know, uh, Robert Klein and, uh-huh. uh, and, uh, I was like, you know what I get to watch, I think it was like three hours or something of, 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 comedy on television with my heroes. I'm in. Come on.
0: Yeah. You know, you picked an album that is basically all we're living in right now too. You, you pick everything that you watch is basically a telethon at this point. So you know yes. so i mean this is perfectly appropriate um uh and also you picked it around the time when we would have been doing the podcast a thon but you know i say we as though i'm i'm up there with you and,
1: and, and you not. are very you know, important to that yes. cast and crew Hugely. and i thank you for your uh for your uh, uh volunteer at work yeah you're welcome jimmy that's what
0: that's what this is all about um i just wanted to hear it one more time uh <laughs> i um I don't know what the fuck I was saying uh but it, this is basically it is a, a comic relief for those who don't know uh they still do it in the UK but over here it was a thing let's help the homeless by making fun of the homeless I believe that was the original tagline
1: <laughs> at least that's how um But Paul Rodriguez and somebody else both mm-hmm. had a joke in their act that was mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. are you, you you didn't think to not include that joke like it's it's like uh I don't have a job. It's like, or, or like or maybe mm-hmm. Bob can't go with me. Like, I don't have a job anymore. Although he was getting to a, a bigger point. Yes. Of in that joke, But when it first hits your ear, you're like, you're raising money for homeless people. I know.
0: I, know. I mean, I expected, I will say the fir- my first thought was, Oh, right. Comic relief. 86. How quick do we get to the jazz man character, Billy? And oh, it is he, the first thing he does, I think. He, Uh,
1: I knew that you could.
0: Thank God there was, I was really worried there'd be blackface. That was my, I couldn't remember if he did blackface for that one or not. No, just Sammy, right? But Whoopi's the star of this thing. At least for for me, for the hosts, I really love Whoopi Goldberg in this. But it might just be because I think she's the sharpest of them. Because Robin's everywhere, as you would expect. I loved Robin Williams. Robin Williams was probably my god when I was a child. At this age, I would have been like, oh my God, look at him bouncing around the stage. He's the funniest thing I've ever seen. And now I'm just like, God, I would not want to be on that stage right now because he would just overpower everything I said.
1: Uh, he does overpower everything. And, mm-hmm. and, and admittedly, like, I, I came to Robin Williams late. I, okay. I, I I did not enjoy him as a younger person. Mm-hmm. Um, like, during this, I, he probably got on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I admittedly, uh, I don't know if I agree with you on Whoopi Goldberg. I really? hear what you're saying. hmm But, um, yeah, Um. I I don't know if I actually I don't think anything the three of them do works oh none of it's great none of it's great (laughs) I like her
0: the best if only there's at one point where Robin's doing a a voice and she says oh I like the way you do them colored people is what she says (laughs) it's one of my favorite bits and then right after that Robin does a joke and steps on Billy Crystal's exact same joke and Billy's like oh there's an echo in here so the two of them are just
1: (laughs) very gently poking and it's I don't know. Um, I uh, I agree that I I, I appreciated that. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, I, you know, here's the thing. I mm-hmm. I didn't appreciate. God damn it! I literally, <laughs> everything I say now is gonna be is gonna come off wrong. Uh, I didn't love Whoopi Goldberg's one person show. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, that you know that thing that that broke her on HBO. Sure. I didn't really love that. And so, uh, while I've enjoyed Whoopi Goldberg in mm. many a movie, yeah, and I like her on the View, I think she's terrific. Mm-hmm. I, um, I still had the my opinion of that special in my head. Okay. when I, uh, when I watched her in this, that's fair. That is a special that, like, we talked about it on here
0: with Jesse Thorne. and Jesse loves it, and I love it. But I also do think it's it is just it's an acting reel. Uh, it's not. It's not a comedy album, really. It kind of is. There's there's some jokes in it, but it's it's like it just shows what a fucking brilliant actress she is, and it's not it's not comedy comedy material. People loved it. The audience was going nuts for these characters, but um, I find them more acting showpieces than anything else.
1: I will 100. I, and I felt the same way about like John uh, John Leguizamo's first hmm. uh, couple of specials. I thought like, well, these are he's these are very well done, but mm-hmm. why are we calling it comedy? Right. You know. Uh, so uh, and then I, I, I've i since come around. and I think John Leguizamo is one of the greatest actors yeah. uh, uh, of my generation who gets zero recognition as being I one of the greatest. I don't
0: understand that. I don't understand that. He's brilliant. Uh,
1: he is brilliant. Uh, but what and, and, and maybe he now writes jokes into his one people show. I don't know one person show. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I that's how I felt with Whoopi's thing. I felt like, well, this is really uh, great. But I, I sat down to laugh and I yeah, didn't.
0: I get that. That is a perfectly legitimate, uh, understandable thing. And that's why some things you talk about on here, borderline comedy, you know, it happens.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if the person's a a comic, obviously, uh, right. I mean, we were we were she was presented to us as a comedian. Right. Right. Uh, You know, I I guess if she was presented to us as what she is, is a uh, an actress Mm -hmm. with a uh, with uh, some strong opinions. (laughs) uh, Maybe I would have sat down and viewed that special differently.
0: Yeah, I get that. All
1: right. (laughs) <laughs> All right.
0: what's your what's your uh i don't know we should go tra- track by track on this thing because a lot of it is cut out because uh, they cut steve allen from the record from what i can see which is probably fine i like steve allen just fine but i don't know that he needed to be on the record do you remember the fireside theater bit because that is something i didn't get to see
1: you know what i don't and again i i didn't realize it wasn't gonna be on that video and uh mm-hmm. i wasn't I, 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 until you know, 10 minutes before we got on the air here mm-hmm. and um i uh I, I i don't remember it and i think i, I you know I, I think i liked fire sign theater mm-hmm. you know i don't know if i ever uh, you said you know what you know what i love fire sign theater I, right uh i know i worked with a guy at the record store that uh made me feel small for not uh yeah. understanding how great they were uh-huh yeah and i think most of their fans uh liked to make you feel <laughs> stupid uh if you didn't love them the same as they I
0: get the opposite only because I have this show where people assume I know everything about them. I'm good friends with one of them, but um, I don't, and I think I've told him, I'm like, you know, some of your things are more approachable for me than others. Uh, some of it's way over my head, and uh, I think it's, that you have to have dedicated large amounts of, you know, I I will say the most justifiable, uh, not justifiable, but, but understandable fan of them is a blind guy that I interviewed on the show, Tommy Edison, who... That was the perfect experience for him because it's just like a soundscape that he could listen to yes. over and over and over again. And I'm like, I get that. I don't get how sighted people found the time to do the, the same amount of <laughs> listening, but that's fine. How, how how are your feelings on Howie Mandel? Jimmy? Oh, boy. He might be my least favorite comedian of the 80s. And I, don't, I uh, like him, but I don't find him funny as a comic.
1: Boy, do I like Howie Mandel. And I've had... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I've had many. I'm very, very lucky in that you know when I filled in for Andy Richter on Conan Mm -hmm. as as, uh, co-host slash sidekick, Mm -hmm. uh, Howie was one of the guests. And during the first commercial break after his after Howie's first segment, he turned to me. He just and he said, "You are so good at this." Mm -hmm. And I said, "Oh, geez." And then the next day, my manager got a call to have a meeting with Howie Mandel's production company. Mm -hmm. So it was. So I have nothing, and I think he's great on America's Got Talent, mm-hmm. and I and I enjoy what I, uh, his takes on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never, uh, no, okay. I'm with you. Okay, it's like I, I again. He's been nothing but kind to me, yes. and but but this little six minutes was rough to listen to, man. Mm-hmm. I think he's funny.
0: I think he's a great actor. I think he's an interesting person. I think he seems like a very nice person. I just for some his standup just is is just one of the few that. Uh, that just has never stuck with me. And some people, I get it. They totally, it's it's a little Robin Williamsy. It's also very Bobcat Goldthwait-y. Um, there's, there's bits and pieces. So I get why people like parts of it, but it, yeah, it doesn't, and I'm not gonna, yeah. We don't have to <laughs> harp on that. But yeah, I was just it, curious.
1: It was... Um... I remember at the time mm-hmm. not being my cup of tea. And a okay. friend of mine loved him at the time. Yeah. And that yeah. was so I was able to fireside theater that guy, make him feel <laughs> small for liking something different than me. Uh but also uh it, it that particular uh, clip of him is like that when he when he's doing the thing where he was doing the thing about uh I I I I I want to talk good someday, or whatever the words are that he uses. Mm-hmm. And and he's and there's long pauses in between. It made me furious because the audience doesn't shut up. Uh huh. You know, you know, like even in like we always talk about how many audiences have gotten worse, audiences are chatty. This is a charity event being shot in HBO and people are going <laughs> in the middle of this guy doing a bit. He's yeah. setting a bit up and uh-huh. they're yelling out. Um yeah. it just was uh uh Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: It's also this weird variety show that is only comedy, which is uh, can really stretch uh, my patience. Uh, I like a little bit of music to mix stuff up, even as much as I think I, as I love comedy pure and simple. Um, there's a lot. There's also sketch. There's like I really like just I like watching Catherine O'Hara act, but Catherine O'Hara, Harold Ramis, and Martin Short. Because Ed Grimley was, I guess, still the biggest thing on the planet. What well, Seemingly, people went fucking nuts for him too.
1: They went nuts when he walked out. And yeah. I was, to your point that you said earlier about Fireside Theater, mm-hmm. I was listening to this uh, via the YouTube video mm-hmm. uh, while I was on my morning walk. And so I didn't see that sketch. Oh, sure. So I, yeah. I listened to it. And uh, that was neat to do to just envision you know, theater of the mind and, yeah. and be able to, like, in my own head, where are they seated? Uh, seated? What are they doing? And um, that was funny. That was a funny sketch. Yeah, I thought so. There's a bit that you then missed. Again, we're supposed
0: to be talking about just the audio portion, but I did really like there's a whole bit where Catherine O'Hara's character is very confused about why Ed Grimley's holding his mouth that way. And she's just kind of doing it subconsciously and just okay. like, why she. and it's a very funny bit. That's that's maybe the only physical bit other than actually seeing martin short come out and uh your good friend martin short your best friend martin short can we say no, best not,
1: friend? not even close i've had uh, again i've had two very nice experiences with martin short and that is it you're supposed to then say best friend i say my best friend jimmy burroughs
0: and i've met the man once and i'm not allowed to call him jimmy but i call him jimmy Burrows because everybody um, else does yeah i don't uh, play by these false hollywood rules like you, you do it. that's fine you do your thing it's okay i get it yeah you're on a big tv show several you know marty and i mm-hmm. when i this first talked with marty mm-hmm. see that's
1: what you mm-hmm. want but, you know when marty came on conan and was <laughs> you know when he and i you know this this is interesting that you and know, i ran into martin short once again mm-hmm. uh, after he and i did a thing together at conan mm-hmm. uh he's like oh that's right he goes remember we worked together once like he felt he had to remind me that <laughs> we <laughs> And by the way, I don't, I, to me, it wasn't work together. He was kind enough to do me a favor. That's right. how I saw it. Of course. So when he said, remember, we worked together once. It was like, <laughs> yes, of course I do. I don't, sh- I don't shut up about it. What are you talking That's about? That's
0: delightfully generous. That is. Uh, yes, right. It's also a good bit. I mean, to be fair, go, go watch that, guys. It's on the Team Coco website. You can still watch yeah. it. I watched it the other day. It is fun, isn't it? I, yes, I, I agree. I mean, uh, if you can if you can toss about insults and still make it charming, that's well, you know, it's a it's a skill. It's a particular. It and, is. And agreed. With him, fuck's sake! I'm uh, happy to be the
1: guy getting insulted too. It's it's of course. Be the, be the straight man. Be the prop. Who cares?
0: I love George Carlin, and I think I've talked about that a million times in this show. Uh, this is definitely mid range dad Carlin, and I don't I don't I, he's fine. He's it's a good bit. It's it's but it's straight from his HBO special. It feels like they cut in his HBO special. Yeah. It, Um, uh,
1: you know, I loved that album, a place for my stuff, uh, a place for your stuff, whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I would quote it at in high school, senior high school, I would quote it like crazy. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, so this was to me, oddly enough, this is, this is, I get where you're coming from Mm -hmm. where it's, 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 it's middling Mm -hmm. George Carlin, but to me, it's still, that's the George Carlin. I like the most. Sure. Uh, for, for the nostalgia. So it, uh, so, look, when you contrast it with some other folks who mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. comedians in name only, uh-huh. and then here comes the seven minutes of George Carlin, you know, he looks like, uh, I, I, like he's doing a whole different profession than some other people on this yeah. thing. It,
0: it's also perfect. There's, there's no, you can't do a cut of Carlin from several certain periods where it's not going to be a perfect seven minutes. So it's fine. I like it very much. I just, it's very weird for me to see him do not new I guess, but that's, uh, nobody was doing anything new. We had fucking Henny Youngman comes on later on, so nobody's anything <laughs> doing anything new, I guess. So it'd be weird for me to expect otherwise. But he literally feels like he's wearing the same sweater. That's all.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I, I hear you. Um, but, I, man, I, I I loved it. I loved that special. Then uh, what was his next one? The Boy from New York, or what's, what's his next album oh, called? Oh, Christ, Do I remember? don't know.
0: I don't know. I really only know old Carlin, and then I get angry when he has a ponytail. Um,
1: <laughs> I can't. <laughs>
0: Uh, what is his next album That's i got uh
1: irrationally angry at his later years where uh-huh. he just kind of was yelling and ranting and yeah um but I, I still enjoyed it more than i enjoy other things but it still mm-hmm. was like eh, where are the jokes here george
0: sure yeah i mean it was a, it was it was a character i guess but uh right i, I could complain about that for a long time but i don't want to piss anybody off What was his? Why is this? Is really annoying me. I'm sorry, Discogs.com. Get your shit straight. I cannot make sense of what's going on here right now.
1: It's not not Boy from New York or. uh, It probably
0: it's. uh, Why is it not showing up? Uh, wait. Is it Carlin on Campus is the next one? See, because Killer Carlin and A Place for My Stuff were both '81. I didn't realize they both came out the same year. Um, then there's Carlin on Campus. Jamming in New York is '92, but that's several years later. Um, so I don't know.
1: I but. remember the cover even like I mm-hmm. I, I can What's picture it. Like? it. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure the Statue of Liberty's on there somewhere. <laughs> sure. No, it's him standing on a road, isn't it? Him standing on a on ro- a street in. Uh, oh oh yes,
0: there. Okay, there is an album called On the Road, literally called On the Road, but that's from a few years before. It's still this is still that's still oh no. I, like you know what, you're
1: right. It's not that. It's it's not that's not the. I'm thinking of the
0: wrong mm-hmm. cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's what am I doing in New Jersey? That's '88. That's it. Okay. Yeah, because okay. I think he's boy- literally standing on New Jersey. In yeah, he's standing in a, a garbage
1: dump, and there the ooh, Twin
0: Towers in the back too soon. That um, is
1: uh, it. And uh, so, boy from New York, what am I doing in New Jersey? See how close I was. Yeah, I was so very close. close, so close. Uh huh. Uh huh.
0: I apologize. We're all over the place and this because of me. There's also because there's a million comics on this thing.
1: I don't is know. It, let's just address something though. When it comes to Carlin, not mm-hmm. out that it was lifted right out of that special. A Place for My Stuff was 1981, as yeah. you just said. Yeah, four years later. This is, this is five years later. Mm-hmm. And he's tr- and he's trotting out that chunk, which is... That just seems to me like... Uh, I ain't using any of the new stuff. I know. I know. It, right.
0: Is that what it is, or is it... Yeah, it's got to be, because he had, yeah, two records between
1: this, that, and this. Yeah. So that's very weird to me. It, it, that is weird that he would circle back to this, unless he thought this is the, the cleanest, tightest uh, seven I could do. And
0: maybe... There's also probably the argument that this is not a comedy crowd. This is a crowd who will laugh if you do something funny and if you bring out the classics, maybe. They yes. don't want anything new and scary. <laughs> Although, when we get to Bobcat, that's a different situation altogether because he threw everything out the window. Um, yeah. Uh, a guy does magic. Uh, he obviously is not on the record. <laughs> um Wait, who was uh, that? What's it, what was that? Was the... Uh, oh, I was supposed to write it down, and I didn't. That was dumb.
1: Oh, he was so huge during the... Is it Michael Davis? That sounds Michael right. Michael Davies. I'm sure. It's one of those he two. Was, sounds good. He he was huge during that time. Mm-hmm. He had that that deadpan delivery, mm-hmm. but he was doing silly magic and stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, the, uh, these are two bowling balls, I think was like something he used to say. And mm-hmm. I will now throw the... Whatever it was. Uh, I enjoyed his shtick at the time. Sure. I For a second, thought he was Kevin Spacey. <laughs>
0: They you said a Spacey different name, and I'm his... like, that looks like Kevin Spacey. <laughs> and then I realized I had seen this guy before, but, yeah, he looks a yeah. little like Kevin Spacey. Um, oh, right. Um, we, we've we got um, John Candy and um, <laughs> Eugene Levy, thank you, as the Schmange brothers.
1: Come on. Uh, which I loved because I was it's, an TV guy. I loved it. Uh, so I do stupid. like that the audience doesn't seem to give a shit. Yeah. They... They don't know why it's happening. They don't know who those two characters are. Nope. They don't seem to care that it's John Candy, at least. I know. Um, it's weird, right? How the yeah. audience literally is giving them the most apathetic response.
0: Kind of drives me crazy because John Candy's one of the funniest people on that stage that entire night. And, right. Uh, good God. And,
1: and getting some of the least response. It was very strange. I don't understand it. It's very stupid. Very yeah. dumb. Um, then, oh,
0: yes. Then Paul Rodriguez comes on and says a lot of things about Iranian people. Sorry, that's the only shit that I picked up on was the stuff that really uh, disturbed me.
1: You know, that's the, it it dawns on me now that going back to what I said earlier, Mm -hmm. I remember that Paul Rodriguez set being really long. Okay. And if you saw the, you know, the DVD version or whatever we just watched Mm -hmm. uh, is obviously edited because it's like four minutes and there's no way he was only out there for four minutes because I remember one of the jokes he did on there, unless I'm remembering from a different year where he gets heckled. Uh-huh. and he says uh hey i haven't been in show, show business that long I'll, i could still stab you or something was his response <laughs> and it was a great response to the heckler then the audience course goes bananas yeah uh but he is a guy look i, I don't know I, I, I might be a little more free with my opinion here mm-hmm. uh he is the the example i'm using when i say uh comedian in name only uh-huh. compared to george carlin because George Carlin look i mean he looks like again like he's just doing something completely different than what paul rodriguez is doing like there's no jokes to paul rodriguez's act there's not a joke in there
0: right it's observations without the
1: comedy. right it's It's like hey look at this this thing happened and then that that's it Mm -hmm. and um that that yet that made the album like that how did that make the album
0: like name i'm guessing was he popular enough in 85 that i mean what other year would he have been popular in? I guess, but um, well, he for, had the TV show, aka, aka Pablo. Oh, that was the name of the show. Okay, see, this is what's this yeah. is some new information to me. Okay, because so, he's but I'm, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Ahead. I just know him from Born in East L.A. That's it. Because he plays Cheech's something or other. I know he's. And what it. what year is that? Is that eighty? That's eighty six, isn't it? That sounds about right. I remember hearing the song in uh, over the cafe speakers in Germany. Let me see. Let me see.
1: Can Born
0: in East L.A. No, 87, really? Okay, I Seven. guess 87, so, all
1: right. But that makes sense, though, because like, yeah. that was his little, like, 85, 86, 87 was Paul Rodriguez's time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hate to think this negatively, but I really, I really think a producer went, we've got to have a Hispanic on this show. It we have be. to have, you know, uh, uh, to that point, though, there, on this album, anyway, there's no females just stand-up. That's a very right? good point. We have a
0: couple sketch actresses and one lady who introduces somebody. Oh no,
1: and, and Mini Pearl, as, oh, as yeah, you well, mentioned. Oh of uh, course.
0: And Mini Pearl, how could I forget? Yes. Tee-haw's own Mini Pearl.
1: It's so um, bizarre. Like I, I think mm-hmm. I just mentioned this on Never Not Funny, my award-winning podcast, uh, that how odd it is at the very beginning of this video where they're showing them hanging out backstage, mm-hmm. and there's Mini Pearl hanging out with like Bobcat and laughing. It's like, <laughs> what the frick are they talking That's about? A what? Really good point.
0: I would love to ask him what the fuck that conversation
1: right? was. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird to think that Minnie Pearl was like hanging out with like the people like that we were excited to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure when I'm sure in '86 when Minnie Pearl came on, that's when I went to the bathroom or when yeah. I got the, a snack. I, I although when I, listening back to her here, uh-huh. I it's like yeah,
0: fine. You get it. She's charming. Like she's yeah. charming and and uh, non offensive and um, it's pretty simple. Like the bit's there. You know what the bit is. She does the bit, and gets the fuck out in about right. a minute and a half. It feels like <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Also, I was uh, wondering, did she invent that thing in the 90s where kids would buy fresh hats and leave the um, price tag on? Because, like, she, that was
1: always her deal. That was her deal. And yep. uh, I, I remember when uh, uh, some some comic was wearing a ball cap to to the gig mm-hmm. and had the sticker on it, which is your point, mm-hmm. is that, that they did. And I, and I went, uh, would you buy that from the mini Pearl collection? <laughs> and that young person looked at me like I was an idiot. And then the other older comedian came in. And said, Who are you, Minnie Pearl? And I was like, A little late in the game for that joke, buddy. Over to beach in the punch. The only thing the only thing reason I won is I got there five minutes earlier because mm-hmm. I would have been that guy saying it's second had I arrived sure. later. Sure.
0: And I got there thirty years
1: later. And yeah. uh, I'm still proud of it. It's still a uh, a good piece of business. Sure. It's, uh, who are you, Minnie Pearl? It's a good joke. <clears throat> I stand by. I say hey, when I stutter, I still say who am I? Gabby Hayes. So <laughs> I still I make references that are old and uh Dated. go ahead
0: that's fine no I was just gonna bring up um, the most uncomfortable part for me just about which is Henny Youngman uh, coming out and you can literally hear them fade out the actual audience and fade in something else which I'm like it's just gonna be canned laughter and 75% of it is canned laughter
1: it is could you imagine that here's a legend uh, yeah and he's bombing in front mm-hmm. of this giant theater although one of the jokes is flawless uh what was the flawless joke it's, it's one of uh, them did
0: make me laugh but now i've forgotten it i apologize Do I- oh you know
1: what joke it is it's 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 so you know uh, about the guy going to the barber shop and saying uh how many guys before me oh you got five guys before you okay thanks uh he comes in the next day hey how many guys before me oh you got five guys before you. okay great thanks i'll be back comes back the next day how many guys yeah i got about four or five guys before you all right great i'll be back and then finally uh the barber says to the shine boy is what uh, Henny said. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, follow that guy and see where he goes. He came back and goes, he goes to your house. That's right. Yeah. That's okay. a good joke. Yeah. That's no, a great that's,
0: joke. Yeah, it is. It is solid yeah. works. He's got that fucking, I didn't remember that his thing was, I have a fiddle and I don't play it. I didn't... Yeah, that was his thing. And he rides it off
1: stage as he leaves. Like, Hey, what do you think about his, uh, uh, <laughs> like it's a horsey. <laughs> his, his catchphrase is take my wife, please. Right. And certainly he did that joke at this special. Why yes, would they choose to edit it out of what out the
0: one thing he's known for? Right. Weird.
1: Yeah. Because again, they could
0: have slipped in as much canned laughter as they felt like. I mean, this is also by the way, a period of time where they had live canned laughter, dudes still sometimes. And I wonder if that was happening or not, but, um, wow. uh, probably not. I'm guessing they did it later, but yeah, why? That's a very good question. Why not? Again, all of this seems to be, here's the shit people are most familiar with. And yet of all the things he's known for, right. that's weird very strange because you left in the rest of it some, <laughs> like, some lulls some real lulls where you yes. didn't juice it for summer i don't know it's a weird it's a weird album um uh a highlight for me just because i'm madly in love with her is madeline khan and i mean they're just doing the same bit from blazing saddles but i could watch it all day because i it's uh, delightful. you
1: and i both and, and i did not know it was coming up on that video because mm-hmm. i had only I, I had seen the lineup on the album mm-hmm. so when they introduced madeline khan like oh this will be great and then she and i'm like how great will it be if she does that song from blazing saddles <laughs> and then she did it yeah so it was perfect for for me yeah
0: no i mean again i'm in love with madeline khan always will be um yeah boy oh boy i could do i i need to do a whole album on her or a whole album episode you know what the fuck i'm
1: saying you know what do an episode press it on vinyl and release it i think you should do a whole I've, album on i've it. thought about it i've thought about it but what would it be this one <laughs> no i can tell you it's not
0: i i'm not i'm not signing off on that okay that's fine i may uh, sign off on one of my other ones sure not this one sure that's fine any specific reason for that?
1: <laughs> well probably that whole sammy davis jr thing from earlier
0: um, Billy comes up again playing a, uh, uh, what is he, a bookie? I, I can't pay attention to anything that he does in this whole bit, this whole album. I just don't care. I like you know, Billy Crystal also. I like Billy Crystal and find him very funny. I just don't think I like his stand-up or his
1: persona or... I I love Billy Crystal. That's fine. I know a lot of comics like the crap on him. Mm-hmm. I love him. That said, unwatchable slash listenable mm-hmm. on this thing. Mm-hmm. And just... The, just Billy Crystal at his, like anybody that says they hate Billy Crystal, they're talking about this. Right, because right. Because like, this is the Billy Crystal that, like, that it, I that I don't even enjoy. And mm-hmm. I pretty much like everything he does. Sure. I mean, he's
0: um, always been funny to me. I, I know him more as a movie star guest, but I did always know he was a, uh, did I always know he was a stand-up? I might've learned that later in life. Now that, I've, now that I say that, it's quite possible. I was too young to watch him on SNL doing that the one funny thing he did with christopher guest which was
1: brilliant i mean that those whatever those characters are called the uh i, I knew that you could not i knew that not uh the um <laughs> the guys that get hurt is that the thing when, yeah
0: yeah yeah. Uh, the uh, uh yeah that's the thing they both say the same they you know whatever yeah. they're very yeah whatever the f- i'm i'm slaughtering that i should not have even started that is terrible dennis I miller what shows meant. up you know what i meant how about dennis miller i know you like Jen- dennis miller
1: uh One of my heroes sure. when I started. Sure. Uh, and he's. He you love him now a lot too. Of those, What's that? Hey, you love, <laughs> love him, that him now too. too. His politics more than ever. Uh huh. Finally came around to my side of things. <laughs> um, it's uh, you know, it's Dennis Miller. It's yeah. uh, it's the seven jokes that we all know of Dennis Miller. Yeah. He was nice enough to put them all in one place for us.
0: Uh uh-huh. Uh Uh yeah, my grandpa is seventy-seven, and they won't let him use the remote control. I mean, it's it's a perfectly good bit. And he's very funny and smarmy but smarmy in a totally not super annoying way oh dennis what happened
1: and he's got that whole uh, good to be here he's got that little lilt that he does mm-hmm. at, the, at the end of all of his sentences uh, uh of course the, the international house of pancakes what do you think his
0: his uh, influence was was it material or was it personality more
1: boy i think it was both because yeah. i know people that uh, believed that you could just stand behind a microphone and recite your jokes mm-hmm. and not everybody could. He could yeah. because of the personality. Yeah. So I think he brought both things to the to the table. Um, and again, I, I, I've, I've, I before even before it was a comic, I saw him a couple of times uh, perform and then I saw him once where I on New Year's Day, I went and uh, saw him at the improv in Chicago and came on stage uh, hung over in a, in a sweatshirt and uh, probably gave a B plus performance, mm-hmm. it was okay. It wasn't great, but it was good. I mean, that must have been, that's, wait, what year are we talking? That would have been maybe January, of uh, January 1st, 1990. He
0: wasn't on SNL yet, was he? That was, or was Probably, it, probably off already, right? Oh, was he? Am I, is my, are my, my brains fried then? Okay, my apologies, I can never I, remember.
1: Wait, was he, was he on it? No, he was, was he in the middle of it? when this was is, the white album the white album was what 88 i should remember this i discussed it with
0: your delightful wife on the podcast um dennis miller white album off-white album sorry 88 88? 88? is when that yeah, was but, yeah right oh
1: of course why am i thinking he was on later uh so but but when was he on snl Did he he didn't leave at this point right or was he still in the this middle noise? of
0: it i'm just typing like a loud motherfucker um, oh, uh, 88, 85 to 91. Okay. No, so so he's I, wrong. I just love then. I just like him phoning it in, in the middle of his, uh, you know, his peak.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, but he was still great. Of course. And he then was. I, I opened for him in 93,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And that was where, uh, that was, um, Dennis was making the switch from who he was to conservative guy already and his show had just been canceled so he Mm. was very humble uh he was very nice backstage he was so nice backstage in fact that my girlfriend at the time jennifer had to tell me uh you're being meaner to him than you were told he'd be mean to you (laughs) and uh i was like oh thank you for that because Uh it was weird i I was doing it because like i had my my hackles up because everybody's like oh he's gonna be a dick to you he's gonna be a dick sure and so i was ready for that and pouncing and Mm -hmm. he never was and i probably looked like a crazy person um, and then he invited me to go and watch the, uh, the it was Toronto Blue Jays. And I forget who was, uh, the Blue Jays had just beaten the White Sox in the playoffs. And so they were going to, I think they were going to the world series or maybe the next round. I don't remember what it was, uh, but he invited me to go, uh, he invited Jennifer to go to watch it with him. And, uh, we were both uncomfortable with that idea. So we just said, uh, no.
0: <laughs> All right. I mean, yeah. well, you know, you do what you gotta do. I, that's kind of how I was when I first met you, Jimmy, actually, uh, I was fully prepared. I thought I had to have some material ready. I didn't feel that way, but I was definitely like, I really kind of thought you might jump at me.
1: You did a little bit. You know, bit, it, but it it, was funny. it's funny you say that because mm-hmm. uh, comedian Dan Kaufman, who is a guy out of Chicago now lives in L.A. and he's mm-hmm. a very funny young man. We worked together in uh, in Detroit at the comedy at the uh, up in Royal Oak, Michigan, at the Comedy Castle. Mm-hmm. And after the first night, he goes, "Wow, well, you're nothing like I thought you'd be." And I said, well, "What would you think I'd be?" He goes. I was all prepared to have to go head to head with you constantly. Like mm-hmm. based on he goes, cause I used to come and see you before I started comedy. I would come and see you do up, And I just assumed that was you. And it never dawned on me. That it was a heightened version. I was like, yes, I'm a person. I'm not going <laughs> to be an asshole all the time. Jesus Christ. It'd be exhausting. You know, those people exist though, Jimmy. So uh, well, I think that I do. I'm just not one of them.
0: <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I thought, uh, I said a minute ago that Henny Youngman was the most uncomfortable. I was, I forgot that, um, Robin Williams, uh, doing in what can only be described as a black guy voice, uh, introduces Weird Al and Richard Belzer, which is oh. cut from the album. Album, understandably, it's too bad because
1: I love Weird Al with a passion. Yeah, but, but didn't, I like Richard this, Belzer. I like Richard Belzer and Weird Al. Yeah. Uh, but that sketch. Combined with the intro that Robin Williams gives, Robin Williams gives, mm-hmm. then the particular that rap sketch, mm-hmm. it was the it was the most. It's, I think it's more uncomfortable than anything else on on it's the special. A cringe for
0: two or three yeah. minutes. It felt like oh, fifteen. I think I it really did. Through it. Uh, it was real. And it, it, Weird Al's giving it his best. Richard Belzer also I think kind of trying to do a black guy voice, but also no rhythm, zero rhythm, no, he can't, zero can't rap. Um, Weird Al's at least putting in a hundred percent of weird Al doing his best. Um, but it's, uh, this is not, um, his memorable performance.
1: What was the rap? If you've got grief, we'll give you relief or something was the some, yeah, I'm, something I, I'm, like I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. It, it, it's about it that was, good. Oh, so uncomfortable. And then Robin in this does the, uh, his, uh, Reverend Ernest Angely impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of those, you know, you know snake oil salesman that was mm-hmm. very popular there for a while and uh and every everybody was doing an impression of him including robin mm-hmm. and but it's cringeworthy that's another one where it's cringey. like yeah. uh it's a Reverend Erland, he's like it's like oh okay robin just tone it down man mm-hmm. as brilliant as he is there's some times where it's just like he's just throwing sugar in your mouth it's, like, <laughs> it's so much he's man throwing sugar in your mouth that's it's... beautiful uh, yeah. I, I
0: remember feeling that way when like, uh, when I was in college and whatever that special was that came out then where I was like, oh, do I still like Robin Williams? May- Has he always been this guy? And he had. He had been. He yeah. was, I would say, maybe just as good as he was in the 80s, but that was when I realized
1: this doesn't fly anymore. <laughs> Some it, of it's I, fine, but... But it, it doesn't. You're right. Uh, you know, I I liked his last special. I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. When, when, when he finally... When he was like just kind of a calmed down version of what he was uh-huh. doing. He's still, still a little hyperkinetic sure. and, and demonstrative, but it was, a, it was a calmer version of that, and I very much enjoyed it. And then, you know, when he was doing sets around L.A. there for a little while before he passed away, mm-hmm. uh, those were always a joy to see. And uh, I regret uh, I've never seen anything like that. It was, um, and then, you know, I, the time I spent with him in uh, San, that night in San Francisco was just, uh, he could not have been more gracious and kind with his words, of mm-hmm. having just watched me perform, like, he was, uh, uh, it was every dream come true Like when you meet a guy who's, you know, even though I'm saying that I came into him late, I still a hero comedically, you would be a sure. fool to ignore how great he is. Uh, and then for him to have those, uh, you know, to, to have watched me and, and, uh, then taken the time to talk to me, was like, Jesus Christ, how nice. That's so, amazing. Yes, which which of your is. jokes did he steal? <laughs> um, well, he died. So, oh, well, uh, he I guess never had the, th- he never had the chance. Fair. Okay. Uh, I love I Robin think...
0: Williams. I'm so sorry. I can't believe I even made that joke. I love. Well, him so I allowed much. you to. You did. I love
1: him too. Uh, I also have nothing in my act that's worth taking. I think even a sponge like Robin was uh, mm-hmm. just, uh, reported to be. Uh, I don't. Th- I don't think even he would just go. That guy makes me laugh, but I don't need anything from that shit show.
0: <laughs> it's my... also very much just the same. It's not the same act, but it's you know for uh, the amount of his act that was improv, which I'm sure was most of it. Um, I, f- I feel like if he were, were to watch you, he'd be like, how does anybody think as fast as someone like myself does and keep his shit together? Because you're not doing characters always, and I'm not here to blow smoke, um, uh, but I am just saying, like, you keep it together in a way that is very different. His kinetic energy is, um, that's the appeal of not knowing, that he doesn't know where he's going next. I right, think, agreed. I think, I could be wrong, but that's what it feels like.
1: So, I will agree with you. I'll also agree with you. Thank
0: you. Um I next part is my favorite part and that's Bobcat Goldwaite. Uh um, That's your favorite part? It is. It is. I think because it's the fucking it's the most I couldn't stop watching. I couldn't stop watching and I think that's why. I don't know that it's the funniest. I think his album, I think meet Bob is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Um believe it or not. But uh yeah, I don't know why. I think pulling out a shower in the middle of an act is because he knows he can and they've got the money to build him a shower, I really loved.
1: I agree with all of that. Mm-hmm. I could not, st- at the time, uh-huh. and it just brought me back to those times, mm-hmm. I couldn't stand the voice. Oh, I, I didn't think I did stand... either at the time. I like him now, though. You like that voice now? That... I'm
0: fine with it. I, you know what? Maybe oh, because boy. I've had to watch it a lot and do it on stage. I've had uh, to play him on stage before. So Why, did you guys do a... Uh, Scrooged. A,
1: a, Oh, Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: So it's limited. You know, it's only about six minutes of have, listening to me go, eh, you know, so it's right. fine. Um, yeah. But I, I think just, I think, the performance of it, I it's,
1: enjoy. I, I don't disagree with you. I think it's, uh, I like that he's basically doing a Largo alternative comedy set mm-hmm. at the Universal Amphitheater. I think that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, my mother loved Bob Goldthwait. She thought he mm-hmm. was hysterical. Yeah. And And uh, I would be confused by that <laughs> <laughs> he was not my cup of tea but mm-hmm. uh uh i like bob i think he's terrific sure and um well i don't yeah. know that he likes
0: the voice he's, he claims he can't do it anymore which i think is an absolute lie i think he oh, probably I, doesn't like it
1: but maybe he says he can't meaning i just can't fucking do that i anymore. just can't. I can't yeah that's I fair i just can't mm-hmm. yeah uh after bobcat is mini
0: pearl um the the hero of the whole show
1: (laughs) oh she surely she's the glue that
0: holds the she's what raised the money for the people that needed it she says howdy and then the punchline to her one joke is howdy (laughs) (laughs) and uh i don't know where to go with that again delightful nothing offensive about it she knows what she has to offer and brings it i I mean
1: you to your point Mm -hmm. like she made her bones as they say she made her money at like the Grand Ole Opry, mm-hmm. I think she did anyway. Yeah. In addition to he and other things, but so if she comes out in the middle of you know Johnny Cash and Reba McIntyre performing, and, mm-hmm. and to split it up, you got Minnie Pearl, you'd enjoy it. You'd go, yes. okay, great. Uh The same way, like to your point, if if there was music breaking these things up, that would have been nice too. A couple yeah, of uh, a musical uh, acts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't. I did not dislike the Minnie Pearl. I, no. In fact, I prefer. I preferred it over some other tracks on the album. Fair, fair, yeah. We're
0: going to get to one that I prefer it over. <laughs> I really don't like a lot of this. There's some is really good, though. And it's also, yeah, but- you know, we're going to at some point during this conversation, we're going to say the same thing that gets said in every episode of the show, that it's a snapshot of 1986. That's what some one of us is going to say. And it's inevitable.
1: Well, I, I'm going to let you have me said it right then uh-huh. and then not say it myself because I know not to. But what I, I what I was going to say is it it's interesting in how. I have nothing but fond memories of stay. Of, of, I couldn't again. I couldn't wait to watch this thing. Yeah, and we have literally now spent forty-eight minutes mm-hmm. talking about how much we hate this album. I know. I feel bad because I enjoy a lot of it. I right, but overall, mm-hmm. I think you got to give this thing a six out of ten, right? Don't you? Like
0: that's generous. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't know that John Candy can pull the fucking nose up. I don't know that he can. I love him, but I don't know that he's going to be the one to land this fucker. Um, Uh, No, he's mm -hmm. not. (laughs) Or Minnie Pearl. God bless her. God Uh, rest her soul. uh, By the way, 50 years or so, if I remember correctly, uh, at the Grand Ole Opry. She was there for 50 years, just fucking knocking him dead. And then 20, 30, whatever, on Hee Haw. Hee Haw lasted a while.
1: Yeah, it did. More than
0: we all believe, right? Uh-huh. i have forgotten what that show was. I'm going to rewatch it at some point and see if I absolutely hate it. If it's just abject misery or something worth three
1: is it worth revisiting didn't i say i was going to do that on, on never not funny oh much, maybe right? I, I think i said it. you know what i'm going to revisit you all because i bet you it's funnier than we remember maybe that's why i'm thinking it i think you did say that on the show and then right. i never i of course never did mm-hmm. that uh that
0: research like i promised mm-hmm. um garen's probably got three copies of the full dvd set uh at his
1: house so just c- ask him. sealed mm-hmm. and uh, you know pristine condition mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh yeah it's uh uh i'm interested to see what you uh what you think is the worst thing on here although the worst thing you think is henny young uh
0: i just feel bad it's the, it's the hard no i think the rap is probably the worst, oh, worst right worst. okay yeah yeah uh, it's the most uncomfortable therefore the worst um <laughs> next is robin and billy just pretending they're gay that's the get that's a oh. the bit they're just being gay guys that that work out a lot and robin oh, loves no. that voice
1: oh i hate it i hate it mm-hmm. i hate it and you know what part of it is because i uh, because i did grow up in the south side of chicago south suburbs mm-hmm. where a, a lot of dudes made did that voice all the time to put sure. down gay guys mm-hmm. and so then when robin was doing it it's like why are we why is it okay to laugh at this this is right i hate when the guys do it in the locker room at school like mm-hmm. this is fucking horrible
0: i think it's only ever worked in the bird cage and that was because it was co-signed by a couple of gay people yeah right just nathan lane maybe Nathan's Uh, like do whatever you want uh (laughs) uh, yeah that's there's nothing about that bit that stands out then the next part is Whoopi Goldberg comes out and's like look somebody else is supposed to introduce this guy but I had to and I'm just like did you because she introduces Jerry Lewis and oh I uh good god I won't say I've never liked Jerry Lewis but I have a select window of things that I enjoy about Jerry Lewis mostly with Dean Martin I think uh, yes. What are your thoughts on Jerry Lewis sucking on a fucking lollipop for five fucking minutes and doing a kid's oh, voice?
1: Boy. You self-indulgent idiots. How, how dare you? He comes you waste out time? with this look like uh,
0: he literally his tongue is out like he's like, oh, look at me. And it's he's eating it up because everybody thinks yeah. he's a legend. And and uh, half the bit is a misophoniac nightmare because he's just clinking a, a fucking lollipop around <laughs> in his teeth. And I'm just like, I'm going to kill myself. I can't handle this and um it's just a five-year-old kid and it's barely a bit yeah agreed it's horrible it's there, horrible it's and there are some like looks to the audience or something that are meant to imply that there's some delightful schmaltz at the end and it's just not <laughs> there's nothing delightful about it did you ever see the, the, now there's something i missed out because i'm uh again not of the appropriate age to have been here for it they did that reading of the day the clown cried at largo did you see that i did not okay because I, I did not. keep wanting to talk to people who were either in it or have seen it because uh, I'd like to know more about why it's as terrible as it is. But I think it's because he he thinks everything he does and says is um, important.
1: Yes. Which is too bad <laughs> because he was very funny for a period. Um, was, uh, we still enjoy, uh, you know, uh, what's the one where he's, uh, uh, Eddie Murphy did the remake. The Nutty Professor, sure. Yeah, we still enjoy that. It's great. Uh, here at the house, my son will do a little—at uh, least not anymore now. He, but when he was younger, he would do the the uh, typewriter, you know, keyboard. <laughs> mm-hmm. or no, 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 uh, no—the no, uh, the conductor. My son, yeah, would do yeah, the conductor. Okay. Mm-hmm. And one of those fucking—I know <laughs> those bits you would uh, do. and it would work. Uh, you have not gotten to my uh, second. i uh, I'll than the rap, you have
0: not gotten to my least favorite yet. So okay, so to- I missed a note somewhere, is what happened. So please uh, hit me with what it was, and. Hopefully it wasn't Dick Gregory just being nice. <laughs> well, no, no. Yeah, what it? Oh, wait. Oh. Is it Carl Reiner and Sid Caesar? No, I enjoyed that. Because that's really good. I was going to say. There's actually a really dumb joke in there. Well, several, uh, but there's one that I really liked. Um, which one? Uh, he's the author of Nova, Supernova, and Belly Locks. Mm. Jesus Christ, is that a dumb joke, and I love yes. it so much. What's what's uh, the... where did I What did I miss? I know I missed you, something.
1: You missed... Uh, yeah, there's only one thing left. You missed Please. the uh you missed uh mary gross lorraine newman george went and john Lovitz. oh that's why I the that. dr ruth sketch yeah okay Yep.
0: that's where yep. thank
1: god john lovett and, and lorraine is my friend but lorraine and lorraine by the way sure lorraine's doing everything that lorraine is supposed to be doing where yeah. she's the straight person mm-hmm. to set up the jokes mm-hmm. uh that never come Mm -hmm. Like she, Lorraine's doing her job 100% and flawlessly. Mm -hmm. Same with John Lovitz. He is doing that, you know, that, yeah, that's the ticket guy. Mm -hmm. And he's doing it wonderfully to set Mary Gross up. And George went up for jokes that they choose not to do, apparently. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The joke is, look at my sort of German
1: accent. (laughs) It was. And I was telling my wife, Danielle, about it, who you alluded to earlier from the, uh, your Dennis Miller episode. Mm -hmm. Um you know, when Dr. Ruth was at the peak of her powers and everybody was doing a Dr. Uh, Dr. Ruth impression, everybody would do the thing of, no matter what Dr. Ruth said was, it's fine by me as long as you use contraceptive. Uh-huh. And apparently Mary Gross thought you didn't need any other joke but that, because that's all she said. It, it, it's it's horrible, it's horrible that sketch.
0: I think I came out, I left the room and came back in and she did the same joke again. And I was like, did did I miss, how did, yeah. That was it, right? Like every time, that, it was basically. Mm.
1: That was it. Like that was the only punchline, and George Went, who is so great on Cheers, uh, just is there. Mm-hmm. Is I'm he, told he was a part of Second City. Yeah, I'm, he was a well-known improviser at one point. I, I, uh, I'm again. I'm told that information. Mm-hmm. i I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've not seen that. You get a lot of these things secondhand.
0: What are you going to do? And then when you yeah. see somebody try, well, appear, show up sort of. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That is um bad. Did I even, why did I, maybe that's why I didn't write it down. I just figured I would forget it. Um, and I didn't. Uh, yeah, it's bad.
1: It's real bad. Um, <laughs> I don't know.
0: And yeah, I John love John Lovett.
1: Like, you can't even say to somebody, hey, but watch it for blah. No. Like, maybe no. you can't for Bobcat, or maybe you can't for Sid Caesar. And, sure. Uh, but overall, if somebody said, hey, should I watch that comic relief 1986 to you relive my youth no don't
0: no no i mean you're gonna get these it's gonna be one of those nostalgic disappointments where you're like is this as good as i remember and you sit and look and you're like fuck this is a trudge i, I and i get everything you've described too is like i can't wait to get home to watch it i'm gonna sit down these are all the fucking highlights these are like the best people not only of now but of comedy history showing up in one night And this is the turd they drop in your lap. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, like write new stuff maybe, or, which is even, I don't even know if the thing with Carl Reiner and Sid Caesar, I know it's a bit that they did before and it's definitely from the Sid Caesar show. I don't know if they basically were repeating old jokes or not, but it's still, the format still worked. It is flawless to me. Maybe I'm an old man now, but it seems flawless to me and it works. So.
1: Well, and you're seeing, you're seeing two, I mean, literally two of the best in the history of comedy. Uh Uh-huh. And still doing it like 20 years past their quote unquote prime, mm-hmm. doing it better than others are doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, So I think for that reason, it, it was a welcome change of pace in this thing. Yeah. Um, so I, but I think that it, for me, if I had to, you know, uh, you know, while we might disagree, I, I like Carlin, Dennis mm-hmm. Miller, um, uh, uh, Carl Reiner. Mm hmm. Oh, Gary, we didn't, we didn't talk about Gary oh, Shandling. Oh, fuck, why do not we talk about Gary
0: Shandling? That's right. Uh, once again,
1: doing a, doing a job that other people on this are not. Mm-hmm. Like, he is mm-hmm. uh, just another example on why uh, comics and some audience, but mostly comics, will say that he's one of the greatest of all time. And I, I, I agree with that. He is phenomenal.
0: Why do you think, here, I'm going to ask you a very dumb question. Why do you think I don't know enough about Gary Shandling? <laughs> Where? Why? Why wasn't I? Intru- why did I not get that? I believe so, you, and I find him funny, but it, somehow I missed it entirely.
1: I I, I would want to say age, but you're also a big Fireside Theater guy, so I'm uh, yeah, I'm enough of a fire, and I'm
0: a huge news radio fan. And Paul sims wrote on the Larry Sanders Show, and I've never seen a fucking episode of that show.
1: Oh well, first of all, you have to change insane. that insane. I know so it's great. Uh, you know, and then also watch the documentary that Judd Apatow made about, uh, Gary Shanley, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I saw Gary do stand-up comedy. Uh, again, he was one of the ones I saw before I was a comic. I mm-hmm. saw him. Kevin Nealon was the opening act. Wow. Um, and it was at Poplar Creek in Chicago, which I think was like 10,000 seats. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Shit. and Gary was, he just was great. I, I walked out of there thinking who the fuck is Kevin Nealon and, and sure. Impressed with him. Um, but, um. Uh, Gary was great so I, I he's all but he, he's another guy that had the jokes and the persona like you mm-hmm. know he had everything you needed to succeed and he did and he was uh, terrific
0: that's fair i i just don't know why i didn't fucking it's weird I, it's just weird that i have these Gaps, just every I once in a while. I think it's your
1: age. I really think it is. I think I think it's think, in a little window that it's not classic enough and it's not new enough. I think that there are it's, a lot of comedy nerds
0: I know though who insist it's it's you know Larry Sanders show and all that shit are the best thing on the planet. And it, fine, they might be. Uh, I mean, nothing will be better than news radio for me, but that's because I love it so much. But like, it's um yeah, it's a weird gap that I don't understand. My mom liked him. I found him funny when I saw him, very funny. But I don't know why I didn't realize he was this hugely respected right important comic i don't know i don't get it i i now accept it and find him very funny but it's weird that i had that gap anyway
1: i thanks. think we might i think uh, when my son is done with wa- watching whatever he's watching now i think we'll i, I think maybe we'll go to uh, larry sanders that might be a good show for us to watch as a family
0: i'm gonna need to find it and watch it now because it's i just do feel like i'm i'm out of touch i'm very yeah. out of touch and also uh, i'm gonna have to apologize to paul sims now
1: I think you should apologize to the listener for having to listen to you work yourself through that. I'm so sorry.
0: Um, This has been uh, a terrible episode of (laughs) Therapy with Jason. Um, Jimmy did not sign on for this. Um, Well, we've come to the part of the episode where you either recommend or don't. Oh, I think we've already done that. Yep. Okay. Fine with me. Uh, There are some bits and pieces that if you want to flip through two hours of whatever the fuck this was to get to them, go ahead. Um, But (laughs) I just love that you picked this and... I love when people pick stuff and it turns out no i don't recommend this this is oh, no. might have been a mistake
1: <laughs> and, and here you know what's funny about this album mm-hmm. and i'll hold it up right here i have it right here you can't see because of the green screen <laughs> thing but i i'm holding trust me uh, dear viewer and listener i'm holding it um i have had this since 1986 like mm-hmm. in all my moves and i've moved to many different places over my life in the last you know 35 years whatever this is uh 34 years uh, this album is one that has always made the cut. It's uh-huh. never been one where it's like, uh, well, to make some money, I'll sell this batch of albums. This this one never was considered. Uh, this this may not make the next cut. <laughs> this may not. This may this may go to the new Amoeba Records location and uh, get me some store credit.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, I yeah, I now want to. But I now have to hear it though. I now have to hear the bits that are not on the fucking special and find out why. That's weird. That's very weird. And I well, uh, just apologize to Phil Proctor of the Firesign Theater that I didn't talk about your sketch today. I'm so sorry. Yeah,
1: I didn't either, nor the, nor the Michael Keaton. I think, by the I, way, if we're, if we're both apologizing for uh, this whole thing, I think that when I see Paul Rodriguez, he owes me an apology for listening to that set. <laughs> he. Everybody should be apologizing for something. Yeah, there are bits and pieces
0: on there. Jimmy, this is going to come out, I'm guessing, tonight. So, Oh, great. Yeah, okay. What do you want to promote? Tell the people about
1: well, of course, my award-winning podcast, Never Not Funny. We uh, There's one free episode each week, and then we're doing it during this pandemic. We're giving you two more episodes. Man. If you are a platinum member, mm-hmm. you get uh, a weekly episode with another guest. Uh, I think nine out of ten of those have guests. And then we're doing what we call the isolation files, where it's a kind of a, just a uh, stripped-down version of our show, where we just kind of play a game mm-hmm. and uh, act like idiots, and people seem to be enjoying them, so... We'll keep uh, doing that, and it, it, it's, it's keeping me sane during this. And uh, the listeners are telling us they're making them insane. So, if you are uh, interested in joining the platinum uh, level, you could do that for I think as little as five bucks a month, okay. uh, and you get all those episodes um, in addition to video and audio and all that. And um, but never not funny. That's uh, then. Of course, I'm at Jimmy Pardo on Twitter. If you have an interest in hearing me get angry at our president in between jokes.
0: Oh, did I miss something? Um, that's great. Good. Please, mm-hmm. everybody, go listen to that show. Come on
1: yeah thank you
0: there's uh paul rodriguez not paul rodriguez that's so funny that's so stupid <laughs> paul provenzo was once on there that's the reason i started listening to your show jimmy oh is that true Prevenza was your gateway yeah do you know why because he mentioned okay. my show on your show oh did he really yeah. that's funny so he yeah. mentioned your show and my ego was then stroked sufficiently and uh i now obviously am in love with uh never not funny it's a very good show wow
1: people. that's interesting that that's what got you there but it's well, whatever it takes to get you there i have a there. huge
0: ego jimmy that's just that's just
1: what it is and uh, we, nothing to back it by you know there's nothing to back it up <laughs> look we, we've all done it we've all uh, somebody will go, oh, you got a nice shout-out on so-and-so's podcast. I like, go, oh, is that right? Oh, and then, what's that about? Uh, I, but I always go, you have any idea like what the time marker is on that <laughs> so that my, e- mm-hmm. my ego doesn't have to listen to four hours before I get to it? Do I have to listen and talk
0: about the whole episode of MASH, or can I just skip forward? Yeah. Why are they talking I'd about d- me on a MASH podcast? I exactly. How do I fit
1: yeah. into this? Be interested to hear. <laughs> yeah. We've all done it. Nothing to be ashamed of. Jimmy. Or we yes. should all be ashamed.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I all appreciate right, you doing the show. It's my honor. Thank you for having me back. I'm going to tell everybody very quickly, just listen to my podcast, my other podcast as well. We've got <laughs> Dispatches from Fort Awesome, which is a podcast about the show news radio. We've got The Professional Blur, which is about extra work. Um, and then uh, Danny J's Comedy Hour, which is my best friend and I fucking around for an hour. Um, because. Can I ask you a question about, yes? the, uh,
1: about The Professional Blur? Do you have guests on there talking about their extra work experience? Yes,
0: yes. Whenever you need me. I was going to ask you. <laughs> I just wanted Whenever to hold off me. because I feel like a dick. i just occupying all your time. But yes, please, you
1: are more than welcome. Uh, now is the uh, Listen, now is the time to get Jimmy Pardo because he's mm-hmm. uh, at his home.
0: I had a guy yesterday on who got uh, killed in Get Shorty. I think it's Get Shorty? No, uh, Analyze This. Sorry, Analyze This. He gets murdered in that. And I was like, I just want to talk to a guy about getting squibbed in a show. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, it was fun. Anyway, Jimmy, I've all taken right. up enough of your time. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. And as always... Have a good thing. Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is produced by Mike Warden and is hosted and edited by Jason Klom. Our theme song was composed and performed by Richard Levinson. You can email us at podcast at comedyonvinyl.com. You can also send snail mail to Stolen Dress Entertainment, P.O. Box 805, Burbank, California, 91503. Subscribe to Comedy on Vinyl on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. Dress Entertainment.
1: Hey, it's my turn. Ah!